everyone. Welcome to The Totally Well Show. I'm your host, Joyce Strong. The Totally Well Show is a place where we get curious, ask questions, and explore everything to do with health, wellness, fitness, and all the things it takes to help you live the highest quality, most fulfilling life. Today at The Totally Well Show, I have my guest, Jeff Cleghorn, and it's a different show today. It's a different kind of show. Um, I met you, Jeff, as a client to begin with. That's right. And um, so just so that our um, guests can get to know you a little bit, I'd like to um, just tell them a little bit about who you are, your family, and what you do for work. That's very good. I'm, I'm happy, very happy to be here, Joyce. Oh, you are. So um, we met about five years ago, I think it was, when I came to you with uh, pretty much a weight problem I'd been fighting my whole life. Uh, at the time, I had just gotten out of the military, so I served 20 years in the Air Force. Um, I was living here with my family in New Hampshire, uh, three daughters, and um, uh, was battling uh, weight uh, pretty much most of my life, but definitely after getting out of the military, probably the lack of structure. And you helped me understand uh, and find a better relationship with food in my life, um, and it, which turned out had a tremendous cascading effect on a number of aspects of living. So, um, yeah, that's kind of why I'm here today, I guess, is we can, we can talk about some of that, that experience that you helped me as a coach and maybe what I can try to help other people with too. So after you, um, after you got out of the middle, military, you went into the workforce. So what are you doing now for work? That's right. Um, I am a consultant to the government for IT management, information technology. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. And if anybody wants to reach out to Jeff, you can find him, Jeff Cleghorn on uh, LinkedIn. That's right. So reach out right. that way. Please do. Um, so, one of the things I thought we could do today, if this is okay with you, is talk about what a coaching relationship is, because that's what we've had, is um, um, I view you as a whole person who is not broken, and um, I would like to demonstrate for people how we can, um, how easy it is to get help and ask for help. So I see right. you as this accomplished man, 20 years in the Air Force, you know, fought for our country, led men in battle, and now you're struggling with food? Like this thing that's, and, and yet you put down your ego and you reached out and you asked for help. Right, right. Um, I think, uh, especially for military people, we, we kind of have the, the mentality of, I can solve this. But there's, uh, in the case of, for instance, um, food addiction, there's so much behind it that a lay person or a military person even wouldn't necessarily know and understand. And um, so that's one of the things that uh, came to mind after uh, not being successful on my own in solving this food problem was, well, I need help. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, and what when when we started uh, when you started coaching me, I mean, I hope I wasn't the worst person you ever had but I imagine it was pretty tough because uh, again military don't don't like to be told don't like to be offered something they can also reject you know it's either do this or or, or die you know or or um, um, or not but not well you really won't have success unless you lay off those Twinkies Jeff you know and things like <laughs> that right so um, and uh, but what what you had I think behind you was a lot of training within people as a, as a coach would with experience. And also some of that knowledge that isn't just out on the, on the street about the relationship of, of um, what you eat, when you eat, um, the, the carbohydrates in food, for instance, comes to mind. Um, and, the, and 
and that long-term view that, well, you know, my experience and the studies show that if you keep doing this, you will have success. And if you keep doing this, your chances of success are much smaller. And this is not something I can self-administer to myself and find out. I needed guidance and and a helping hand. Mm -hmm. and so that's, I think that's, uh, you know, part and parcel of what a what a coach does. So outside of the guidance, the initial reaching out for help and, and um, not seeing that as a weakness, because I know a mutual friend of ours, Bob, mm -hmm. said um, the military is, people from the military have um, been taught to see asking for help as weakness. Mm -hmm. um, That's right. So being able to shift that to asking for help as a strength. Right, because um, I, you're right, that's a real challenge uh, yeah, probably for everybody that if there's a stigma attached with seeking help. Um, I think one way, I'm always looking at things in a different way, so one way I might, I might say, say that is, is what you're seeking is help in optimizing yourself so that you can achieve the most success in the things that you think are important. Mm -hmm. So, so it's, it's more like tuning the car so that it can go faster on less fuel, not taking it the, to the garage to repair that pinging sound or, or slow acceleration or something. It's, it's more optimizing so that you can bring value to the things that you think are important in life and not be dragged down by whatever it is that's dragging you down. That's beautifully said. <laughs> that, that resonates completely with, with, again, you're not broken. It isn't, it isn't about that. It's you want to achieve something. You, want, you have these gifts and you want to bring them um, to other people, which kind of is a good segue for me to, add, to do a little coaching with you right now on We'd something. So um, earlier you talked to me about something you're trying to, to work on in your skill set as a mentor. That's right. That's yeah. right. So tell me about that. We'll do. The, the, um, so the great thing about, uh, you know, I just turned 56, and I've, I've you know, had, had some pretty interesting things happen in my life. The, the great thing about still being alive and having a lot of experience is, is that you have a lot to offer to people who are wondering things. Should I go A or direction A or direction B? What, what do you think about? And, and I especially noticed after I got out of the military and, and you helped me with, with the weight problem that I was fighting, that um, when you are, are centered and, and um, don't look like you're clearly fighting an addiction, which, which I was when I was big, people approach you more and you know, probably give you, and I'm estimating, 10, maybe 15 extra seconds that first time you meet them to actually listen to what you're saying and, and get engaged. And I, I have found the combination of being older and, um, and, and not, not looking like I have an addiction that um, people come to me f a little bit more for guidance or to bounce ideas off, which is wonderful because I want to be able to a, listen, and then offer, offer thoughts or interesting questions that help people come to discovery on themselves where they want to go, right, coaching. But I'm, fi I'm finding a challenge, and the, the challenge is, uh, as I get older, I'm a little worried about being authentic, staying authentic. Uh, here's what I don't want to do, and I, I know, I know we, we, we talk about, you know, not, what you not want to do is not as good as answering what you want to do. So I, I want to be authentic, and the way I'm going to define being authentic and relevant in people's lives here's what, is what I don't want to do, and that's sell the, tell the same stories over and over again. I don't want to become that guy that, that trots out his story about the, the low level through France or the, or the, the 
rocketing in Iraq. You know, I want to I want to be I want to be relevant and fresh, and that's a challenge to, to for me. I think to 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 stay that way. So I I think I could I think I could use your help maybe in, in trying to trying to stay relevant and authentic as I get older. Can you tell me a little more about the what you're afraid of with telling? So when you started to talk about those like old stories, I was I was starting to get curious. So what are you what are you afraid they sound like? The, those stories. I think I think it's um, it's possible that they might come across as, um, gee, these are things that are relative in his life, but not really relative in my life. My you know my chances of going to Iraq are pretty low at this point. Um, so I, I I don't know that that other than they're being interesting as uh, something that you, not everybody has seen. It's hard to have relevancy as ooh you know. Do I do I really want to marry this girl and and have start a family or am I still in, you know sowing my wild oats? That has nothing to do with whether you're going to survive in combat or not, right? So, so it's hard. It's it's um it's that it's that uh, worry that it's hard to maybe for people to relate to some of the things I've seen and and uh, where they're a rollicking good story. How does it help? How does it mentor? How does it coach? Very good question. How can you, and I think you have the answer inside, I really do, how can you take those experiences and find the common thread? So relate your challenge in the field to your challenge in a social situation or your decision about food. Um, let me th think if I can give you an example. I was listening to Jocko. I don't know if you know who he is. So. Um, he's a Navy SEAL trainer. Mm, gotcha. So he's got... understand the context now. Okay. And he was giving the example of scenarios. I can't tell you what to do, A or B or C, because if one of those goes wrong, you're going to say, Jocko told me. And, and, and you need to be able to think. I'm out, not out there with you. Mm -hmm. I'm not out mm -hmm. there with you at the restaurant either. Mm -hmm. I'm not out there with you on the first date. So I need you to understand strategy over right. scenario so that you can adapt. Right. So how could you take your experience and maybe maybe adaptability in the field? That's um, that's a good that's a very good point. I I, I do think that um, while, while at the surface there there aren't a lot of similarities with flying an airplane fast to the ground and going to the grocery store, but there are are probably similarities in the way we think, we critically think about things, and when we don't critically think about things. So sometimes going to the grocery store, we might be on automatic pilot, uh, to, use, to use more aviation analogies, and not, not thinking um, at what, what choices we need to make as we, as we purchase food. Um, just like if you find yourself in a, in a military situation or in an airplane where you're not thinking ahead you're going to get in trouble really fast, and it's going to either be expensive or deadly. And so, um, you know, maybe maybe there's some there's some ways to, that I could use by uh, talking about when when things were on automatic pilot versus actually no kidding, thinking through and use, relying on the experience and training for the military, the coaching and knowledge gained in research on your topic of the food, for instance, mm -hmm. uh, to bring that to bear in the stop and shop mm -hmm. um, and not uh, and I particularly like the I the aspect of the kind of the guided questions you know well 
what do you think about when you're in the grocery store? Uh, you know, I like I like that technique. It resonates with me. It doesn't work with everybody, but mm-hmm. uh, I think that maybe a, a challenge I'd need to rise up to is how how can I, well, what you know, how can I turn uh, the nudging into a series of questions based on some of this what we're kind of what we're uncovering here is the applicability of some of my experience the military with with what we do when we struggle mm-hmm. or don't know we're struggling with um, an aspect of life here. Right, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Part of authenticity, I think, for, for me, when I get to know you is knowing who you are. That's why mm-hmm. at the beginning of the show today, I wanted to know, have our viewers know who you are. You have kids, you have a granddaughter, right. you know, so um, what you, you know, generally what you do for work, what, mm-hmm. where you've been. And I think when you tell that story, if it's in context, it's, it's who you are. No, I suppose, I suppose that's true. I concentrate so hard on listening that sometimes I don't understand that, that maybe it, you need to set the context of who you are and where you, where you come from to help, help who you're talking with have a handle on you. you know, we have to have handles on the things that we, that we bring into our lives. We just have to. We, yeah. you know, we hope they're accurate and, and flexible, but they gotta have something. You're gonna judge however it goes. So, so do you see a difference then between just telling an old story like, listen, it's all about me, or mm. a little general background to you know, right. the, the, where you've been and the reason why you know this. Right, right. And why, and so to me now, I'm now as the person being coached by you, mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, this guy's been to war, he's flown planes, he's done like things I can't even imagine. I'm gonna listen. That, that's, uh, ha, ha, you know, you, you, that with that authenticity, um, it's 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 just has to be stated as a matter of fact. I mean, I'm, I was you know I was lucky to do the things I do, but I, you know, tons of training. Uh, it wasn't just toss the keys to the jet. Hey, go have fun, right? So, <laughs> so but but um, it it is it is important that um, when I think it's important for all of us with our really interesting experiences that we we lay them out as a matter of fact, not as a brag or as a, a necessarily a plea for help if, it's, if it was a really tough thing and you, if you need help. Kind of circles back on that. Asking for help is good, though. That's, mm-hmm. That is good. Um, but I, I get what you're saying. Story. It's like for me, I would say, yeah, I raised five kids on my own as a single mother. I'm a yeah. breast cancer survivor. I yeah. play hockey. By the way, you know, it's, it's, it's just yeah. who I am. It's my fabric. Those are three heroic things, that, by the way, that I, I, <laughs> I love about you. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's not something that, um, it's, not, it's, it's something to be proud of, and it's something that is important for people who deal with you to understand, right? Mm-hmm. Because it, it shaped who you are. So I, 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 see, I see that I should probably be maybe a little less worried about coming forth with a, that kind of background on me, because um, I don't want to, sound anything other than you know happy blessed fortunate to have done what i've done mm-hmm. uh and um and, and i can't and imagine raising kids on my own i i can't change my granddaughter's diaper uh, <laughs> without really having to okay here we go <laughs> so, relying on that background take that hill change that diaper so yeah that's great <laughs> well uh, thank you for the acknowledgement and i think you see then that the we're the the way you can bring it in in the context that you want. Um, so the other thing you talked about was was being relevant. Relevant, right? So how can you make how can you make the connection relevant? Because I know what you want to do is 
how do you how do you guided questions? I think you use like right, and and the relevancy challenge is um, is again, you know, the things are things are so different in, in my background than what we encounter on the street today or, or walking around, at least in most cases, and and also the demands that I that that we met in our twenties and thirties compared to what people in their 20s and 30s are, are meeting now, there are some similarities and there's so many differences. Oh my gosh, the, mm -hmm. the, uh, uh, um, the if access to information, the expectation for uh, social transparency, um, the expectation for immediate communication mm. and immediate response really changes a lot of things fundamentally. We're all, we're all still trying to figure out what, what am I good at? Who, who do I want to be around? And, 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 and how am I going to feed and house myself. Those are you know, central questions for the 20 and 30 year old, but the context in the, of the world they live in and having to deal with uh, you know, Facebook, Instagram, um, nobody watches television news anymore, but everybody watches the 40,000 channels of entertainment that's out there. Um, how, how, do I, how do I understand that and, and take that into the the line, in my case, the line of questioning I would ask about uh, people's experiences in life mm -hmm. to help them discover the who they want to hang out with, what do they want to what do they want to do with this next few years of their life, and and what you know what are the things that are important to them now, you know, help them help them to self discover those things. It's it's tough to do when I'm not you know a, an Instagram user or at least not an active Instagram user. So so where's your resistance? What do, what do you oh. Um, I think it's it's time. Um, the you know I I I have a I'm pretty involved in my work, and mm -hmm. then I have you know this granddaughter and three daughters mm -hmm. that I'm, I'm always tr interested in in what goes on on a daily basis with them, and mm -hmm. so that that you know that the combination of those things takes a lot of time. I, I do, you know, you, you military and you helped me find the importance of fitness and I do I do commit to uh, fitness an hour at a time three or four times a week mm -hmm. and I find that um, uh, that 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 makes me healthier and happier on numerous levels mm -hmm. hey add all those things together I don't have time to 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 search around on Instagram and see everything that's going on or or look at every good YouTube video that has content that I'm really interested in but mm -hmm. I, I just don't I don't have time I suppose, I suppose, like everything with time, right? You have to manage the time you have, and what, and you are going to do the things that are either important, if you're, if you are wise, or whatever's the most interesting. If you, if you need to go on autopilot for a little bit, right? So I suppose, I, I suppose maybe I, if I, if I were to be honest with myself, if this is important to me, I need to make time to understand the social um, fabric of the people I deal with, the, in, and get a handle on that more than I do. There's a there's there's a big change going on, and I think you you addressed it well with kind of in a broad way with where ed, where people are getting their education and information from. Mm -hmm. We didn't have that, mm -hmm. and now I'm older than you are by ten years, so we didn't have that. We didn't have computers. We couldn't. We had books. We had old books. Um, mm -hmm. We didn't have access to instant information. So one of the advantages I had in helping you was I was more forward thinking than other people my age. And so I was tapping into education beyond Tufts and beyond Simmons, mm -hmm. where I got my formal education, mm -hmm. to 
podcasts right. <laughs> to what was online and what, you know, um, eventually podcasts, that's what's really hot now. Mm -hmm. um, so there, what, in, in thinking about how, how you could perhaps tap into some of that, what might you, where, where might you start at least carving a little piece of time? Right. Um, well, I think, I think the, uh, what I would want to do is find a few sources um, both both uh, the infrastructure like like an Instagram or a YouTube, but then also people who curate content to the extent where I know I'm not getting as much fake news maybe as if I just Googled myself. Mm -hmm. But then again, not trying to shape my line of thinking with their choices of what to show me and what not to. And that's so there's there's where you need a coach, a valued curator to offer up content and. Subtly, I've noticed that you've started doing that with me and show, showing me, giving, offering me some content that um, that you think would be relevant to my life through podcasts and and um, uh, I think some blogs. So I I need to, and to be honest, I haven't engaged yet, and I need to. I think that's and that's probably uh, a key to trying to use a small amount of time to find the relevant. So think about content. your military training. Mm -hmm. And you've got all this stuff out there. Some of it is dangerous, <laughs> and some of it is friendly. You don't know what they're pulling out of their trunk. It could be a camera. It could be changing flat tire. It could be, I don't know, some big weapon that's going to blow your head off. Mm -hmm. um, so you got to choose. You right. got to think. You got to you got to be able to read and react, that's right? right? And the barriers to entry to putting just garbage information on the internet are so low now. I yeah. mean, it's so easy to post content that. Um, it, that that we have this fake news problem, which I, I've been reading um, some things from Mark Mark Twain, and fake news has been around. I mean, he's got that famous quote, right? The the news of my death is highly exaggerated, <laughs> yeah. something like slightly exaggerated. And fake news has been a problem forever. It's just so easy now to to throw it out there in the world through our our social network and our the way the internet works. But we're smart. I mean, we we yeah. can. We can read through situations. Right. I think I think you're right. I think I think that's that's part of it. It is it is again, though packaged. Some of this fake news is packaged so well. True. You know? I yeah. mean, because because the the this, the ability to package it is made so easy to access now. Freeware. And mm -hmm. So yeah, it's it's a challenge. And then and then uh, the people we're talking with, it's a challenge. It's just a challenge for them to filter out the the truth from maybe the slightly exaggerated death um, of Mark Twain, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's, a, it's a challenge we're all facing, I, and I don't know how to solve it, but I do know that it's, it confuses me a lot, and it's one of the things that makes me not want to fight that relevancy battle. I don't, I don't want to try to figure out what the, what's right here on this Facebook post or this, this blog. I, I'm what if tired. there's something in there, though, that you're missing know, that could... right, right? That's the, that's the challenge, yeah. So... Yeah, it's yeah. You see, so there, there goes Joyce. She's asking the tough questions, making me, you know, if if I if this is what I really want to do, I've got to commit the time to it and uh, have and, myself accountable. And there's to it. tons of stuff, but you don't have to read. You know, if I listen to one mm -hmm. or two or three podcasts in the day, mm -hmm. um, on my drive from here to there, mm -hmm. and um, oh my gosh, I want to connect with that person mm -hmm. now. Like I listened to one this morning with Donovan, Donovan McNabb, mm -hmm. the quarterback, mm -hmm. and um, I found out that he. Is retired that he likes ice hockey like I do excellent and that he um, has an organization related to diabetes which is what I do oh brilliant so I, and I learned that on a 20-minute podcast right 
um, with somebody who I know and trust, who I've met in person oh. and who I know and trust. Over time, I've come to know and trust because I had to make the effort to weed out you know, so. Right. In, in this case, he was a trusted source. You, you listened for an open message mm -hmm. to, with blog, and then in that you found, found some gems. And now you're curating it as a recommendation to me. Mm -hmm. So this is, this is beautiful. Yeah. And this might be part of an aspect of coaching in the 21st century that's uh, a little different than, than what we were doing 10 years ago. And, and what I see these um, uh, books or podcasts or th information available to me, it's my new classroom. Mm -hmm. And there are some 20-year-olds um, out there now, 20 to 30-year-olds who are brilliant. I think you mentioned a couple to me the last yeah. time we, we got together. Yeah. The Hyperconscious Podcast Kids, the, uh, they're my kids' age, so I call them kids, but yeah. they're 30. Yeah. And uh, um, Alan Lazarus and, Dave, and Kevin uh, Lamaris, uh, Paul Mary, sorry. <laughs> and that was a high school name that came to me. They remind me of high school kids. Mm -hmm. So, but they're brilliant. They've, they've read books that, um, they've just gotten their information from other sources beyond their school because they've, they've tapped into it and they mm -hmm. see it's there. And so if there's resistance from us because we're still in paper books, not that we shouldn't be still, but that's the only place we could get information from right. and in the classroom, um, in the military, in the, your formal training. Right, we, we I think all of us, feel like if it's printed, at least if at least it's in a bound book, mm -hmm. especially one at a library, there's some value, some, some level of scrutiny that was applied to the content before it got the binding and got thrown in a library, which is not always true, but it kind of comes with the package. It's right? the story we told ourselves. Yeah, right, right. And if it became, yeah. This must be truth because it's, it's <laughs> written on a book that was printed and published and carried in a box to a library and put on a shelf with a Dewey Decimal number on it. <laughs> There's, that's got to be authentic. What's more authentic? And now, now we're in this, this world where we have the ability for great people, like you mentioned, or, or, or people with really innovative synth uh, ability to synthesize information from multiple s sources and present it in a blog or a, or a post that provides interesting content done in a matter of minutes or an hour, right? I mean, the reading, but background, but... That's, um, that's powerful and also dangerous about the fake news aspects of it, and that's where your curation comes into it. I've or your personal experience mm -hmm. as a human being on this earth with all that you've done to be able to discern that doesn't resonate with me. It's not a common thread. It's not something I'm hearing mm -hmm. from multiple sources. Mm -hmm. You know, if I hear all these people who I've come to trust saying the same thing, then I put it in my toolbox. Mm -hmm. But when I hear a lot right. of controversy, it stays out there, and I'm, I'm not, so, not going to continue to listen to that. Right. So I've, I've come to trust my ability to curate, and I think we all have that. Mm -hmm. Certainly I, you do. Well, I, I, I do have some pretty strong filters, and again, there's just this challenge as you get older, right? When, when do the filters become... <laughs> ah, kids these days. Yeah, uh, yeah. They just, they don't understand. They're, they're, everything was given to them too much. I remember hearing that when I was, I was a kid. And that's you know, right? what you're afraid of. I am. I don't, don't want, want to be, be that, that. That, that, that voice. Yeah. And, and you're not. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's a, a, I, I am still hyper aware of not wanting to go that, that direction. Um, I think, you know, one thing that would be, that wouldn't be good. For instance, you, you've mentioned your, your 20, 20 somethings and the yeah. value they add. I think it would be interesting for me to find um, people in their later life that I could resonate with who are who are still actively engaged in 
in the filtering, the the uh, the curating, bringing in the new information, and, but but not just saying yeah, kids these days. They're actually saying, hey, there, here's a viewpoint that's really really interesting. It calls calls to question this, you know, basic tenet of of public housing or uh, uh, you know uh, socialization of of, um, of housing or medicine or whatever that you know forces forces people my age to not just say, yeah, well, the government's really lousy at medicine, so I really don't want the government in medicine. Well, that's what I've painted with a really broad brush there. Yeah, Maybe that's yeah. not really applicable these days, right? Yeah. I'm thinking back to the flight surgeon 20 years ago, you know, gave me a Band-Aid for the broken leg and that kind of thing, right? <laughs> that's not, not, not all government medicine is that way. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, so maybe trying to find some... Um, some people in more in our generation or later who are still actively engaged in curating. Yeah, they're out there for sure. Yeah, the the one I mentioned, um, Dave Meltzer, is he just, uh, just, just he's doing a, a fundraiser for his 50th birthday, so I happen to know he's 50. Um, and he has an Instagram account, and he has the playbook, and, um, and he stays very relevant. And in fact, he, um, I met him at an event in Boston, mm -hmm. and the group of people who came around him, like the Pied Piper, were mostly men in their 20s to 30s. Mm -hmm. uh, you, I, can I tell a story? Because you just, you just mentioned something that was yeah. kind of interesting to me. So I, I turned 50. And you, we're about out of time, so this will oh, 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 wrap oh. it up. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, well uh, it was in Istanbul, Turkey when I turned 50. I was there on business. And I, I went out um, that, that the night I turned uh, 50. And uh, to the in, in the downtown uh, Istanbul, gorgeous city, uh, very very historic, and stopped at a cafe where a guy with silver hair was at a DJ table, curating the best collection of chill music with all these people around him, and I I, I had a drink and, and listened to him, and it was just wonderful, nice nice summer night, and I all I could do was walk up to him and say. Um, this was great, and he said something in Turkish, which was probably like, "Yeah, pay your bill, and don't forget to tip your waiter and waitress, or something like that." Right? But couldn't you know couldn't have our moment. But uh, but there was a guy who uh, resonated with me as an older person, curating some really good music. Uh, by the way, the next day, as I was walking around, I heard a lot of Turkish shouting in the in the distance, and I thought, "Wow, this is a, an interesting time to be in Istanbul." And the first police van went by, uh, going towards the shouting. I thought, "That's a little unusual. Why would?" And then the second police van went by, and that's when we went back to the hotel. That's that years of experience training me to get away from the riot that was going on over there, listen to the cues, stay alive. Yeah. Well. I, we overstayed our welcome a little bit here um, as far as the length of the show. So hopefully we'll get the whole story in. We'll see. Mm -hmm. um, but thank you for coming on to the Totally Well Show today. This was great, Joyce. Yeah. Thanks.